live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4. God bless you yet again for tuning in. This is Brother Dell of Gospel Repentance Ministries. And the original theme that I had when I started the podcast was to declare nothing but the truth. So help us, God. But those of you who have uh, been with me from the beginning, remember that theme as well. So what I want to talk about briefly in this episode, and by the way, this is the 100th podcast uh, of Gospel of Repentance Ministry. So thank God for his faithfulness in allowing me to share with you the word of God. And perhaps if time permits, I'll be allowed to do a thousand more. I would love to uh, be able to do that uh, with you. the uh, loving and supportive listening audience. So what I want to talk about in this episode is what is imputation? What is imputation? That is the question of the hour. And by definition, imputation means the act of placing something into one's account to lay something to one's charge. Imputation is the effect of a prior cause, some act someone has committed. And we're we're talking about, uh, as related to the Bible in particular, we're dealing with imputation uh, negatively and positively. So let's start with the negative and then we'll go with the positive. So, when we're dealing with imputation negatively, let's go to uh, Adam. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, their act of sin was imputed, reckoned, or charged to every one of their descendants. That would be uh, you and I, the entire human race, right? Since we were all in the loins of Adam when he sinned, we in God's eyes are guilty and condemned before we were even born. That doesn't doesn't sound fair, but uh, bear with me and hang in there. We'll get to the good part in a moment. It's a case of being guilty by association. So because none of us were born yet physically when Adam committed the sin of disobedience against God, we were in his loins, we were yet to have been born, then God in his infinite wisdom mysterious as it may be determined or decided that um, not only would he be guilty that being Adam that all of his descendants and that means every person that's ever been born in the in the human realm because Adam was uh, the first uh, person ever born ever created rather so we were guilty by association and remember what uh, God told Adam uh, specifically in the Garden of Eden. It says, the day you eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you will die. That's in Genesis chapter 2, verse 17. Death was a result of disobedience to the command of God. The scripture says, when Adam died, we all died. And that's Romans chapter 5, verse 12. You can uh, reference that at your own time. We were born dead as a result of Adam's sin and you can 
reference that in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 and in Colossians chapter 2 verse 13 both of those passages are parallel to one another and written by the same author uh, Paul who was in, in prison at the time that he wrote those epistles he says that we were all dead in trespasses and sins what does that simply mean is that sin kills uh, David realized his uh, sinfulness uh, when he was in his mother's womb this is what he wrote in Psalm 51 when he after he committed the adultery with Bathsheba and then of course had her husband uh, Uriah killed and you can find that reference in 2nd Samuel uh, chapter 11 and 12 this is what David says is behold I was brought forth in iniquity and in and in sin did my mother conceive me and understand this ladies and gentlemen brothers and sisters we're not sinners because of what we do we are sinners because of who we are and because we are sinners by nature we sin we don't commit sin and become sinners we're already sinners and because we are already sinners we commit sin I hope you understand what I said so I'll, so in case you didn't get it I'll say it again we're not sinners because we sin because we're sinners we sin it is our nature to sin as a matter of fact we're born into sin and eventually we'll prove our sinnership for lack of a better term by by experience by choosing to do that which is wrong so it says in Romans chapter 5 verse 19 it says for by one man's disobedience the many were made sinners or better yet all were made sinners and what this verse is explaining is that Adam's sin like I said earlier was charged uh, to us by God and we prove our solidarity with our first earthly father every time we think a sinful thought or we commit a sinful deed whether with is with our tongue or with our flesh we show ourselves to be right in concert with Adam when we commit sin so God being uh, all wise and having omniscience knew that if uh, Adam didn't sin just as a for instance then eventually the devil would have tested one of his descendants one of us one of his children and they would have committed sin because uh, the temptation to sin oftentimes is too hard to resist but let's look at this let's look at the whole idea of imputation positively now this is the positive part of imputation it says this for since it was through a man that death came into the world it is also through a man that the resurrection of the dead has come for just as in Adam all people die also by virtue of their union of nature shall all in Christ be made alive that's 1st Corinthians chapter 15 verses 21 to 22 so this is what is being uh, said here on the positive side of the imputation uh, coin is that when Jesus Christ died he uh, shed his blood 
And of course, that was for the remission of sins. When someone believes in the work that Jesus accomplished on the cross for the remission of sins, God the Father then is able to deposit Christ's righteousness into our account or impute his righteousness to us. So we're now have we now have a declaration of righteousness. We're not essentially righteous, but we have a declaration of righteousness righteousness because we have put on Jesus Christ as the book of Romans chapter 13 commands us to do. It says put on the Lord Jesus Christ, put off the sinful things, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So as a result of us being in him, we now have been uh, credited with God's righteousness. Now understand that we're still sinners. Essentially, we're sinners now saved by grace, but because grace has abounded greater than our sin, as it declares, as it, as is declared in Romans chapter five, we now our sin is been put away. It's been washed away by the blood of Jesus Christ. Because remember, Jesus Christ came as a sin sacrifice for the world. He became our intercessor. He became our vicar. He became our substitute. He became the mediator. So what happened is that God the Father punished Jesus Christ for the sins that we committed. He placed the sin debt upon himself. So when we believe that sin debt that we carry is now taken off of us because Jesus Christ placed it upon himself. And so this is how it works. It, the imputation is, in, in, in essence, it's, it's, uh, it's double. God placed the punishment that we deserve on Christ. So his, um, our sin was imputed to him. Remember what it says in, um, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, verse 21, I believe it says, um, he who knew no sin became sin that we might become the righteousness of God in him. So there was a divine exchange, praise God. Christ's righteousness was given to us when we believed, but prior to that, our sin debt was placed upon him. So there was a double, impu there was a double imputation going on. We received his righteousness as a result of our belief in Jesus Christ, and God placed upon him our sin. So he was treated as if he was a sinner when he was not, and we're treated as if we're righteous and we're not. So there was a switch going on, and God is the one that made that happen, and it shows the indescribable love of God for his creation. Remember the most celebrated passage in all the Bible, John chapter 3 verse 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever should believe in him should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life that was why God sent Jesus Christ in the first place to die a sinner's death he died a death that he did not deserve to die and we received uh, that which we did not des deserve to receive and that was grace and so Jesus Christ paid the debt that he didn't deserve to pay because we could not pay the debt ourselves now for those who unfortunately reject the Lord Jesus Christ when he's trying to love on them and 
he's commanding everybody everywhere to repent and those who believe they don't need the Lord refuse to repent then their debt is on their own head they have to pay the penalty for their sin forever in hell so all sin is going to be paid for either by Jesus Christ when one believes he takes the sin debt off of us and places it on himself and when he did that that satisf that satisfied God the Father's wrath um, on sin because sin has to be paid for sin has to be punished sin has to be dealt with and in order to appease God's anger and his wrath someone has to be punished for the sins of man and Christ was the one that decided I'm going to go ahead and do that I'm going to come down in a flesh and blood body God the Son the second member of the Trinity and suffer a sinner's death a humiliating death that I don't deserve but because God so loved the world that he gave the son a redeemed humanity that was the method by which Jesus Christ had to redeem mankind he had to be treated as if he was guilty although we was guilty and he was guiltless so what happened is the guiltless died for the guilty the holy died for the unholy the sinless man died for sinful mankind so you see the contrasts that I'm driving at here the the love that God gave to this hateful undeserving perverted scandalous world so that is the idea of imputation in a brief very brief summary of course um, we could spend hours and hours or weeks and weeks on on imputation both negatively and positively so that's what imputation is and that is a central doctrine of the Christian faith that we as Christians need to be aware of that's what happened when Adam sinned once again uh, the his sin was placed upon us as his children because we were in his loins when he committed the sin so we were guilty by association and of course eventually um, over time we're going to be guilty by the choices that we that we make to disobey God and we prove our solidarity with our first father when we act the way that he does and rebel against God so in order for us to be rescued from uh, the penalty of sin Jesus Christ had to intercede and intercept the wrath of God that he had every right to place upon us but Jesus said, I will take the penalty for this hand. You will, I mean, Lord, you can put the blame on me. You can punish me. You can unleash your wrath upon me because I know that you have to, for your holiness sake, deal with sin. You have to punish sin and someone has to be punished for the sins of mankind. Now, once again, real quick, for those who reject the gift of God, and, and the gift of God of course is the Lord Jesus Christ coming to die for sin if you reject that love gift then the only thing left for you is judgment if you're going to if you're going to refuse eternal life then the only thing left for you is eternal death and you're and you're getting exactly what you deserve and that is condemnation that is damnation that is justice from God because it is not unjust to punish sinners it's not unjust it would be unjust of God if he did not punish sinners that reject the Lord Jesus Christ the only way to salvation 
That would be unjust of God. God would defile his own holiness if he refused to punish evildoers. Even in our natural courts of law, those who are proven guilty have to be punished. That is what the law requires, and that is just. It is, it is unjust for a judge to let a convicted criminal murder rapist go free. That would be wrong. That would be unjust, and that judge has defiled his office and has uh, proven himself to be an unworthy judge. And Abraham, way back in the book of Genesis, said, um, you know, will not the judge of all the earth do right? And of course, the answer to that question is yes, God always does what's right because he's right. He can't do anything but that because he's perfect, holy, pure, undefiled and separate from sinners. So that is what imputation is all about. God bless you for listening. And I'll check you in the next episode. This being the 100th. Talk to you soon.